Hey everyone, Happy New Year. It is the last day of 2015. For some of you, maybe it's already the first day of 2016, who knows? Um, I have a little bit of a cold. It's the Gilcan Run Show, episode 30. I got 30 shows in over the course of this year. I have a little bit of a cold. You have to excuse me. Um, I've hit all my goals for the year. Um, I'm going to be sniffling all throughout this show. I'll probably cough a few times too. Um, I have, number one, run at least a marathon or greater distance race in every month, technically. The February race did get canceled. I did have one, a 50K on March 1st. I'm counting it. I did 13 races this calendar year. And so, um, of marathon or greater distance, I'm covered. I'm good. So, number one. That got done. 1,500 miles, number two. Got that done the other day. I'm actually at 1,525.97. I'm going to have all my stats up on the thing. And number three, the big one, a sub four-hour marathon. All done this year. Got it all through. Um, and it's pretty a pretty cool year as far as running goes. I'm pretty happy with myself. I have... No real goals for next year. Next year, I would like to run a sub 20-minute uh, 5K. But big changes are going to be happening. I have at least one job offer in Italy right now on the table. By tomorrow morning, I may have two. I'm waiting to hear from the second interview that I had today, and then I'm going to make a decision as to which offer I am going to accept. They know that I am under a deadline with a job offer that's already on the table. Uh, so either way, by tomorrow, I will be buying a plane ticket, moving to Italy by the end of next week. Because the jobs start basically the following Monday, the 11th. So um, it's going to be a little bit hectic, going to be a little bit crazy. I may not get a show in next week. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. I'm hoping that I will be able to get episode 31 done from America before I ship off. Um, and then we will see what happens from there with the Wi-Fi situation and everything like that. I'll get it all figured out. Um, and I will, of course, keep you up to date on everything. Um, it's pretty crazy, right? So I don't have any goals for next year. <coughs> Definitely want to run Rome. That's in April. Um, definitely going to have the opportunity to do that because I'm going to be right there a few hours away. Anywhere between four and six hours away from Rome. Not a big deal. Uh, I can go up on a Saturday, you know, or I don't know if it's a Saturday or Sunday race, but I can go up the night before, stay over, and come back. Not a big deal. Uh, should not be a problem. So we're going to check that out and try and get that sorted and go from there. Um, and I don't know what else the rest of the year is going to bring. I have to look into everything. I have not looked into running races in Italy, really. Um, I know I'll definitely, if I'm there past June, because the contracts go to June, um, and if I continue on, uh, then I would definitely be able to do Puglia in December. And that would be fun. That would be a good time. 
Um, so we have to see. We we have to see what happens. And we have to see what transpires, and then I'll make a decision and go from there. So a um, lot up in the air, a lot unsure. I have a lot of work to do over the next week. It's going to be kind of crazy. Um, hopefully this cold clears out. I'm going to run chilly, chilly tomorrow morning. It'll be my last race for a while at least with my local club, um, Milford Roadrunners. I know I've mentioned them in the past. If you're in this area and you're looking for a running club, I would definitely suggest joining them. They're a good group of people. Um, and uh, I definitely do enjoy uh, hanging out with them, running with them. And um, they've definitely made this year that much more special. So it's kind of cool um, that I get to run one more race with them. And I just have to wake up early tomorrow morning and take care of that. So other than that, uh, New Year's celebrations are happening all over. In fact, you're probably watching this tomorrow or the day after if you're watching this at all. Um, so I'll try and keep it down as to not bother you too much. I actually don't get hangovers. I'm very odd. I don't get hangovers. I don't know why. It just doesn't happen with me. So I used to when I was younger, but now I don't. So, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not complaining. Um, I had a busy day today. I had to go up and talk to my dad because I know I'm leaving um and he wanted me to come up and see him so i did and uh you know um i imagine that they're gonna you know my mother i'm sure will end up throwing a party before i go and invite everyone over and everyone will come down not a problem whatever but you know dad wanted to see me so i drove up there um but, you know, so it's definitely, like, kind of weird. I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, I still have up in the air. Is it going to be Barletta? Is it going to be Naples? I don't know. Um, and I'm going to find that out hopefully relatively soon. Um, and then I'll know what I'm doing and where I'm buying a plane ticket for. Because um, they're right across the boot from each other kind of towards the bottom of the boot, either side, um, on the coast. So, I like being on the coast. I've always liked being on the coast. I am a coastal person. It's just the way that I am. Most people are, believe it or not. Most human beings live near water. It's a fact. Um, majority of the world's population lives along coastlines and rivers. Most of it's coastlines. Um, you know, it's just, you get so much from the sea. The sea covers more of the earth than land does, so. But, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely enjoy it more uh, than, say, in the middle of a country, um, away from the water and everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all just kind of surreal at this point. Um, I have not started packing. I probably need to start doing that and worrying about things like that. I have had to make a couple purchases. I had to purchase a hard guitar case for one of my guitars, which I'm bringing with me. I also had to purchase a battery tender for my Jeep. Right now I'm not selling my Jeep. My Jeep is in no condition to go across uh, uh, the sea. If it does, uh, they can actually confiscate it. It's in that rough a shape. They, 
they actually in Europe can take a car in that bad of shape and they can take it and crush it and leave you with nothing. So um, that's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to store it for now. If I end up coming back in June, then I will come back and I will have a car. If I don't end up coming back in June and I have money saved, I may have it fixed and sent over to me. And if I'm not coming back in June and I don't have money saved and it doesn't look like I'm going to have any money saved, then I'll probably sell it. Um, it'll kind of break my heart a little bit to sell it. I've had it now since um, early 96. So we're talking, I've had this vehicle for 20 years. And it's kind of a part of my life. You know, I mean, you hold on to something for that long and it definitely grows on you. So, um, it would definitely hurt a little bit to let it go. But, um, if I have to, I have to. It's that simple. Um, the plan always was to get it fixed up and bring it with me wherever I went. Because of the house fire and everything, that did not happen according to plan. Um, because this was actually the plan all along, uh, I just, because of how long the house took, I thought I was going to miss this window this year as well. And I ended up not missing it. And, um, you know, the, the job in Bari fell through. And then the other day I got a, a, an email from another school that I had applied to. And then they very quickly offered me the job. And I was about to accept it today. And I got another email from a school in Barletta. And I said, okay, well, let me interview with you. And I'll make a decision, um, you know, as long as you can get back to me before my other offer expires. So, uh, because I am more inclined to go to Barletta. Because I have friends very nearby there. Whereas in um, the Napoli area, I don't have friends nearby. It's about an hour out to my family from Napoli. Um, they live up in the mountains in a very secluded town. I've talked to you about that. Um, so, and I have no friends down there. I don't know anyone down there. I know people on the other side of the mountain of Vesuvius, um, because I would actually be at the foot of Vesuvius. I would be right at the bottom of the park. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so I actually would know some people on the other side of Vesuvius, but I wouldn't know anyone where I am. Um, so there's a little bit of trepidation there, but not much because I'm a pretty friendly person. I'm fairly outgoing as nervous as I get in public. I tend to be able to make friends. So I'm okay with that. And there would be other teachers at the school that I can talk to and things like that. Most of them are British. I tend to get along well with British people. I don't know why I just do. Um, but it all works out. So we will see what happens. Um, going to know by tomorrow. As soon as I know, I'm going to let all you know. And we'll see how everything goes. Um, other than that, as you can tell, as I said, I have a cold. It absolutely sucks. I completely hate it. Um, I'm fully functional from the neck down. The problem is, is that my head is just completely congested. And there seems to be no relief in sight. <coughs> Maybe I need to drink more or drink less. I don't know. One or the other should be the answer. Um, so we'll see there.
Um, because after I'm done recording this, obviously, I'm going to start drinking a little bit. Because it is New Year's Eve, and that is what we do. We drink to forget the problems of 2015 and start creating all new problems in the following year, right? <laughs> I guess that's the point. I don't know. Because as Homer J. Simpsons once said, to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. And really, when you think about it, it's kind of true. It's funny because it's true. Um, no, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how everything goes. Um, you know, so I'm definitely going to have an adventure to start the new year. Um, and I'm always talking about adventure and exploration. And, you know, that's not just what's happening out in the ether, out in space, or out in, you know, the the, the, the cutting edge of science and, and technology and stuff. Adventure, excitement, exploration happens in our everyday lives. Um, you know, in your interpersonal relationships with the people you're closest with, with the objects in your home. You know, there's always some new thing to discover. You can't know it all, right? You can't. Um, every one of these books that are on my shelf that are behind me, I have read every single one of them. And there's actually quite a bit. Don't mind the mess. There's actually quite a bit here. If we pan and you can see pictures of my family and reams of paper for the printer and stuff. Um, but... Um, I've read each and every one of those books there, right? And I guarantee you I can pick up any one of them no matter how many times I've read them. I could read it again and I'm going to learn something new from it. Every single one of them, every single time. Yes, even Bartlett's quotations in the dictionary, I'm going to learn something new every single time I read them because you cannot know everything there is to know. Some would argue you can't know anything at all. But I can remember quite a bit. But uh, I'm always going to learn something new every time I go in there. So um, I'm not going to get to take my books with me. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. I'm not going to get to take my books with me. But that's all right. I'm going to, you know... I'll be able to make up with it. I have some books downloaded onto my phone. Um, and I'm sure I'll be able to find more. There's a ton of resources online, speaking of books. If you want free, good books, and I mean like the classics. I'm talking about all sorts of um, textbooks for any subject you possibly want. You can run a search. A lot of institutions, colleges, stuff like that, have a lot of stuff online for free for you to read. Um, all, all manner of books, okay, of all different levels and interests and everything, you can search for them and usually find them online for free. Even like the Amazon store and stuff like that have free books. All you got to do is search them and you will find free books everywhere. Um, so if you're connected to the internet, you know, by all means. And obviously, if you're not connected to the internet and you still want to read, first off, if you're not connected to the internet, how are you watching this? <laughs> Forgive me. I haven't been drinking yet, believe it or not. But 
if you're not connected to the internet or all you do is you come online and check a few things and then you leave and you don't want to hang around, your local library. Go to a local library. Even if they don't have a book, if you're looking for something specific, you can ask them and they can probably get it for you. It really is a great resource, the library. It still is. It's still a needed resource. Um, if you can volunteer at the library, stuff like that, if you can give to the library, you know, I highly suggest we all do that because it really is a very good resource for all manner of people, all walks of life. Um, because not everyone has the advantages that we all do. You know, the people that are watching this, obviously you have internet access, you have free time to sit there and listen to me ramble on about ridiculous stuff and running and whatever, right? But there are a lot of people that don't have these luxuries and they still need to learn, they need to grow either for their own, you know, well-being or because they are intellectual people the same as anybody else is and they have a desire, they have a thirst for knowledge, whatever the reason may be, they need these things and the library is there to provide these things for them. We have had libraries, public libraries, as a, a culture, as a, as, a, as a species for thousands of years. We have had libraries, we have had repositories where we collect our information and we allow other people to access it. And it has been going on for thousands of years. The only reason why a Eurocentric society believes that this is like a modern thing is because we went through the Dark Ages. Europe went through the Dark Ages. Europe took all the knowledge they had accumulated up to about 500,000 AD or CE as it were and they basically threw it out and for like 500 years most of this stuff unless you were really highly educated outside of Europe you generally didn't know this stuff and there were people that kept the knowledge a very few select people that kept the knowledge that kept it going by traveling to the Middle East to Northern Africa and they found these things. And then Marco Polo went and he found more things out in China because the trade routes were always there, but there was a big rejection of intellectualism, of knowledge, of everything for like 500 years in Europe. <coughs> Let's not forget that when Galileo proposed that the Earth revolved around the sun, they wanted to burn him at the stake as a heretic. Okay, Nicholas Copernicus kept his mouth shut. That's why he doesn't get as much credit. But for the most part, up until the moment right before he died, he kept his mouth shut about it. And then Galileo picked up that ball and he ran with it. And they put him on trial and he had to renounce those things. And by the way, when they say, he said, but it still turns... Bullshit, because if he had said that, they would have burned him at the stake right then and there. He didn't say it. It's a romantic idea to think that he did say it, but he didn't. 
okay? Now, there were people before Christopher Columbus that believed that the world was round, okay? We were told this fable that Christopher Columbus was trying to prove that the world was round. And actually, Magellan's the one that ended up actually proving that the world was round by sailing around it. But that's neither here nor there. There were people that believed the world was round. But they were a small minority. Once again, though, we're just coming out of the Dark Ages, right? You have to remember, when Christopher Columbus sailed, we were just coming out of the Dark Ages. Leonardo da Vinci, the Renaissance had just started, like, 75 years prior, not even. Right? So, all these things, I mean, Dante wrote the Inferno in what? 1321? So, you know, we were just coming out of all this stuff. It was not, uh, you know, we weren't this great society. But the point is, you know, we get this view that knowledge, that progress is a relatively modern thing since the Renaissance. For Europe, for people of Euro European descent, and in a Eurocentric view, that is 100% true. However, the Middle East the Far East, Africa, even South America and North America, even though these were essentially Neolithic peoples when Europeans came here, uh, we know that the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Olmecs had a deep understanding of astronomy. Uh, the Polynesians understood navigation clearly. Um, you know, they have all these things, and even though they're still using stone tools because of the, you know, the migratory, uh, they still had advanced knowledge. They didn't have writing. Things were different. Their knowledge was different, but they still had it, right? Remember, those first European settlers back in the 1600s wouldn't have survived their first winter if the native peoples hadn't helped them out. At least not up in the north here. Uh, the Spanish were doing fine in the south, destroying everything, but it was a little bit more mild there. In the north, the natives had to help the supposedly more civilized, more knowledgeable Europeans in order to survive. Um... With uh, the Ro the lost colony of Roanoke, there is actually um, evidence now that suggests that the people, instead of being killed, actually went to live with the natives. Um, and just by the time anyone got back to them, you know, all those people were gone, and the descendants, you know, didn't think to search anyone out. So. My congestion is getting worse as I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to try. It is really bad right now, though. So, anyway, that being said, the point is that we've had these repositories for knowledge for a very long time. We lost them for a few hundred years, and it was basically just monasteries, and it was closed off, and it was a private thing for a few hundred years. But then... Once knowledge became a, you know, societal thing again, and it got out of just the clergy and the, the, the monasteries, 
then uh, public library became a thing again. It remains a thing to this day. And if you can do anything to help the public library, do it. Absolutely do it every single time. Whatever you can do to help the public, you should do, really. Libraries aren't your thing, go work at a soup kitchen. Soup kitchen ain't your thing, you go help at the homeless shelter. Homeless shelter ain't your thing, I don't know, go volunteer some time down at the Red Cross or something. Right? Whatever, find your thing and do it. Um, you know, there's a place, this is what politics gets very wrong in this country. There is a place for private enterprise in helping with charity, all right? Volunteering at the library, volunteering at the soup kitchen, doing this, doing that, right? There is also a place in the common good for the government because there are things that aren't profitable. Private enterprise will not cover the gap in things that are not profitable. Okay, you can have as many nonprofit organizations as you want, calling themselves nonprofit. A lot of them are going to take advantage of that, calling themselves nonprofit, make a very big profit for themselves, um, and find loopholes and everything. Um, but they're not going to cover the needs of the people. Government has to step in and do that. Government is the people doing what is best for them, not what's best for a company, what's best for the people. And that's what government gets wrong nowadays. And we have this argument. And one side says, no, people can do it all on their by themselves. Some benevolent businessman will take care of it but they won't. There's always going to be a shortfall, and we need to cover that shortfall. No matter how good any charitable organization is, there's always going to be a shortfall, and it has to be covered, because we're covering ourselves. Well, I'll never need it. Well, you may never need it, but in a way you will, because... What's different between you and the person who does need it, right? So, just keep that in mind. However you can help out, go help out. Um, you know, and, and, and do what you can. Um, that is, I think, my New Year's message to everyone. Do what you can in 2016 to make the world a little bit of better of a place. Um, you know, I'm going to be uh, in another country. I'm going to be teaching English. That's what I'm going to be doing to make this world a little a better place. I could go up north where you make more money. I could go to the Middle East where you make a lot more money. And like they pay for your apartment and they pay for this and they pay for that. And they pay for airfare and they pay to move your stuff there. I could go to uh, Southeast Asia where they do kind of the same thing. It's a little bit less, but the Middle East is where you really make the money. Um... There are a lot of places I could go. I care about uh, Southern Italy. I care about the people in Southern Italy. And so I'm going to go there and I'm going to help them out. Even though I can make more money being elsewhere, I could do better for myself being elsewhere. But it's where I feel I can do the most good. Because I am a citizen there as well. 
I do care about the region. I care about the people. And it is a valuable service that they need. They need to know how to speak English. Um, English is a dominant language in the world for business, for sciences in many cases, and uh, across different fields. You have to excuse me. As I said, this congestion is getting that much worse, and I'm just trying to power through it. I'm trying to get it, trying to stay strong, trying to get it, you know, cleared up enough that I can continue on here. I'm very sorry. Totally disgusting, I know. Um, but no, I mean, you know, so there are places I can make more money, do better for myself, but this is where I think I can do the most good because I think I can relate to the people down there better than I can relate to somebody in the Middle East or in Southeast Asia or in Africa or in even South America. Even though in Buenos Aires, I would end up teaching a lot of people whose families actually came from Southern Italy originally. Um, but, um, you know, I think I can do the most good and have the most impact down there, and that's where I want to be. And of course, added bonus, I have friends. If I can be close to my friends, then uh, more power to me, because that's where my real wealth lies. Um, with friends. I have a lot of really great friends uh, across America and across Europe, uh, in Africa, in South America. I don't really think I have any friends in Southeast Asia. I think I have one friend in Southeast Asia. I have some friends in Australia and New Zealand too. Um, I have some enemies in Australia. <laughs> Not really enemies, just someone I don't like particularly much. That's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, so, because, you know, I talk to people, and I travel, and I, you know, strike up conversations with random people all the time, so I end up meeting all these people, and I become friends with them. So, now my nose is itchy. Sorry. It's the gross-out end-of-the-year show. Um, but, you know, I, I just... I feel like, you know, I can do the most good in Italy, and that's where, you know, I want to be. But I am. I'm going to miss my friends here. I hope that all my friends come and visit me. And I know that it can be kind of a burden, because, you know, if you have kids, then you got to pay for plane tickets for the kids and this, that, the other thing. But um, I certainly have plenty of friends who have reason to come into that region of the world. And I hope that they take me up on my generous offer to... Uh, hang out with me, uh, even though it looks like I'll just have a studio apartment, so I don't know if everyone can stay with me. Um, it might get a little cramped. I don't really care. Um, you know, a few days uh, with good friends, being all cooped up in a little place isn't that bad. But, um, you know, uh, I do. I, I hope as many friends as can come and visit me and take advantage of being able to see an area that you wouldn't otherwise see. A lot of people would never go to southern Italy outside of, say, Pompeii or Vesuvius or the Amalfi Coast. Um, you know, or even, uh, well, Toronto and Lecce. I think in Europe people know Toronto and Lecce and, and that area. Um, but in general, unless people 
had family down there or their family originated from down there, they really wouldn't have much reason to go down there. It's not really advertised as well as the Renaissance centers of Florence, uh, Milan, and Venice, and things like that. You know, you don't hear too much about it. You don't think too much about it, so you wouldn't go down there. But honestly, other Italians, they go to Puglia. They go to the, the heel of the boot to Lecce, to Toronto, to vacation. That's where they go. And there's a ton of really neat historical stuff down there. I mean, take the town of Trani, right? The city of Trani has um, a medieval port, a medieval fort. They have a, a, a Templar church that's been converted into an art museum. There's all this great stuff in the area. Um, you know, theaters and, uh, you know, even like, you know, dwellings that go back to, you know, <coughs> pre-medieval stuff. I mean, there's, there's so many really great things, little out-of-the-way things to go and visit down there. So much history and whatnot of the entire region. Because, you know, even though the Bourbons ruled the Kingdom of Two Sicilies most of the time, there was always, you know, different factions coming in and throughout the history of the region and kind of imposing their, you know, for however short a time, you know, leaving an imprint on the area. So you end up with all this different art and architecture and... and, and and everything in this really, it's a really pretty small area. I mean, to drive from Napoli to uh, Bari is only like a two and a half, three hour drive. That's clear from one side of the country to the other. It's not that far. So, in this relatively small area, you have all this, you know, you have thousands of years of history of the entire region being shown in different areas. It, it's quite remarkable. Um, and then you have natural wonders due to the volcanic activity in the area. Mount Etna is the only active volcano, or one of only two active volcanoes in all of continent. Well, it's not technically. Etna's not continental Europe. But it's right there in Sicily. I guess technically uh, Iceland is one giant active volcano. Um, I don't think that there are any others. Iceland has volcanoes, and Italy has volcanoes. Active. And I don't think that there are any other countries. Technically, Vesuvius is dormant. It is not active. Uh, they have had uh, earthquakes uh, relatively recently. They have not had any eruptions in quite some time. So... Uh, Etna is uh, is active, and then in Iceland there are a few active volcanoes. Although I don't know, I don't know if they consider just Iceland as one giant. I know they name different volcanoes, but I mean the whole thing is kind of active. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a geologist. I don't know these things. But. Um, I have Icelandic friends who can probably help me out with that. I hope they're watching and they're like, God, you're an idiot. And they help me out. Or maybe you're watching and, and you know these things. You're not one of my Icelandic friends. And you're like, God, you're an idiot. 
and you know you can just help me out with it but I'm sick my mind's all messed up right now so don't mind me but there is there's a very um you know I mean so archaeology geology all sorts of stuff happening in that area there's a ton of reason to come visit it um so it'll be nice if a lot of my friends take me up on the offer come visit and get to see a very unique and wonderful area and they get to explore because i'm going to be working so i'm only going to have a few hours a day and they'll get to go out they'll get to explore um these areas and 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 learn you know uh, why I love it so much and why I think everyone should love it so much and uh, you know give it more of the due that it deserves um, because truly when you think of Italy and you think of the history you think of north you think of Rome and north and you don't really think of the south the only reason you think of Pompeii is because of how immaculately preserved pardon me Pompeii and Herculaneum are and you um you know, and you think of them as a Roman resort, but they weren't just a Roman resort. You know, people have lived down there for as long, if not longer, than people have lived in the Rome area and north of there. And you can find that history. And it is on display, and it is there for all to see, and it is magnificent. And it is different than what you get in the north, too. That's the other thing. It is, it is different, it's a different culture, it is a different art, it is a different architecture, it is a different archaeology. It is different from the North. And it truly is a very special area. It's a very special region in the world. And so, as I said, I hope I get to share that wonder with everybody. And hopefully I will be able to um, have the time and the energy and um, be able to get the knowledge and, and, and equipment to bring some of that to you as well uh, without you having to get on a plane and hopefully it will encourage you to get on a plane one day and go visit um uh you know i don't know what the year is going to bring for me as i said i know it's going to bring an adventure things are going to be a little bit difficult at times i'm sure um there's going to be an adjustment as i said i'm excited and i'm nervous and i'm you know it's everything all at once really it's it's quite amazing so we're gonna see what happens we're gonna see where all this ends up and um you know i'm gonna let you know as soon as i know what's happening with things and how things are going so we're kind of winding down now i'm gonna cut it a little bit short because i am sick and i am having difficulty and it's actually getting much worse as i go um unfortunately and as of right now i'm just checking real quick my emails since i had to reset my um my my clock here um and no i do not have an email yet so i still do not know i will probably know when i wake up in the morning and then after my race after the chili chili i will share that all with you so um we'll see what's happening we'll see what's going on and then we will let you all know I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry it's kind of more low-key. 
I'm very sick. I can't be as excited as I normally am or else I would have mucus flying out everywhere. It would be completely disgusting, completely unwatchable, and frankly, I would probably end up getting sick because I get kind of grossed out by mucus. <laughs> so, that being said, if you enjoyed this episode and you've enjoyed other episodes, by all means, share with your friends. Get them to go to the Facebook page and click that like button, Gil Can Run. There's gilcanrun.com. You can comment, you can email, Whatever you want to do, either through Facebook, through Twitter, whatever, say hi, drop a line, tell me I'm an idiot, tell me to F off, whatever you want to do. Just share it, spread the word. All right? Um, even bad press is good press. Any press is good press, right? That's what they say. Um, once again, my head is just an absolute wreck. So with that, have a happy new year. I hope 2016 brings you joy and success and everything that you strive for and make sure uh, to uh, do better than me and set some actual goals. <laughs> but don't let anyone else decide the goals for you. Decide them for yourself and go out and make them happen. I did this year and next year is going to be just an adventure and I'm just going to take it as it comes and have a good time. So, uh, As I said, you know, participate, do what you want to do, get out, help some people, have fun. Maybe we'll see you next week. If not, I'll keep typing so you can check those updates uh, on the book faces, on the tweeters, on the webpage, gilcanron.com. And uh, until then, make sure to have fun. Always have fun. And have a great new year. Keep running. And remember, if Gil can run, then so can you. Ciao.